Abisabu Church, I want to welcome you once again to JCC. Uh, it is a joy that uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a season for a new series. It's time for us to get into something new that God, I believe, has prepared for us. Um, I've gotten many requests from folks that have been telling me different things about uh, wanting to get back to church. They desire to connect. They desire to uh, be in Pacific Place. Somebody say, Pastor, can I even just come for live stream? Because I just want to connect with church family. I, I just want to be in tune. And I, I said to myself, wow, these really represent cries of a distanced church. It represents cries of people who are really feeling the fact that we are not physically connected. We are virtually connected. And at some point, you want to be able to touch somebody's hand. At some point, you want to be able to connect and be in tune and in touch. At some point, you want those things. But that's where we are right now. And it seems like that's not going to change anytime soon. I want to use for a text this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to number 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to number 27. The word of God reads, it says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the hand to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor and our, uh, our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. I just like to ask the live streaming team, I need uh, the clicker because there's no connection between my two devices, so I cannot move the slide, so please help me out on that. Verse number 24 says, But our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have, should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. 
or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. I want to bring you this morning the idea, the dynamics of a distanced church. The dynamics of a distanced church. Could you just say that to yourself and repeat after me? The dynamics of a distanced church. The dynamics of a distanced church. Let us pray. Uh, Mighty Father in heaven, I, I thank you because of the grace of God that is right here, right now. For whatever reason, the devices are not working. For whatever reason, it ain't as it's supposed to, it ain't, it ain't going as planned. But Father, I'm not worried when something doesn't go according to plan because you always have a better plan. And I want to pray that this moment will be yours to your honor and to your glory. Speak to somebody, Lord, and I pray that you give me clarity of mind. I pray that you give me concision of speech. I pray that you give me confidence and courage. And I pray, Lord, that this moment would be yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Sometimes, you know, technology does not always work with us, but we do not get flustered. And we don't feel like we are failing when technology is failing us because the gospel is not dependent on technology. It is dependent on the spirit of God. We are in a season where the church is distanced. As we live right now, it has been discovered that it is not safe for people to congregate together as they once did before. It is not safe to do the things that we used to like to do. It is not safe, everyone, for example, for us to go in church and to hug one another. It is not safe, Gun, to go into church and to actually sing praises to God. It is not safe to sing, uh, God is enough. It is, not, it is not safe to sing, oh, to Jesus I surrender. It is not safe to do that. It is not safe to be in the, safe spa- in the same space because experts have discovered this reality that the very things that we consider most sacred, The various things that we consider most dear, those things are actually what is making it dangerous. And so this season of pandemic has created a situation in which issues have developed that we must deal with. And while we try to minimize the virus, while we try to make it smaller, other things have actually metastasized. Other things have grown. One of the things that has been happening in this season of pandemic is that there's been a growing number of church live stream surfers. What that is, is this this group of people is they go online on a worship day, whether it be Sabbath, like us, or on Sunday, like our brothers and sisters. Uh, they, they, They find this church, they like it. But then if they don't like it, they go to another service. If they finish that service, they go to another service. And what they're doing is live stream surfing. The church has become like a Gojek app. You can order anytime, anywhere, any place, whatever you like, you can order it. If you get bored, just like you change your menu, you can change the service and go to another, to another church service. Some have decided that since 
church services are online now and they premiere online and they also stay online after premiering they decide i will not wake up at the time of service i'm going to wake up at the time of my convenience i'm going to wake up at a time of my choosing so i can watch the service at 2 p.m. in the afternoon on Saturday. I can watch it on Sunday at 5 p.m. Or I can watch it on Monday. It's according to my preference. So what is happening in the church at the particular moment is, is that the distance in which the church is at is actually creating more distance to people who would otherwise be close. I'm going somewhere. Those people who had a vibrancy in going to church... It was their habit to interact and to connect. Those people now find it a lot more difficult to connect because the church is distanced. And what, is, what, is, what, it has, what has happened is the connection that was once strong is no longer as strong as it was supposed to, uh, to be. This one scholar made a very fundamental point, and that is this. Instead, and, and it is this, it says, uh, the church right now, should not be focusing on producing good content alone. It should not focus on creating good programs alone. It should not focus on creating a good live stream program alone. Instead, a fundamental situation needs to be considered at this particular moment. And that is, uh, the question is, how we can use these new mediums to ensure that we nurture and strengthen the connection. You see, what Arnie Danielson is simply trying to point out to you and I is that the church has a fundamental DNA. The church has been built to be a body. This is who we are at our foundation and it will never change no matter if there is a physical building or there is not a physical building. And I say it again in another way, the, the distance does not change the DNA of the church as a body of Christ. And Paul helps us to understand this this morning when he says, for as the body is one, listen to Paul, and has many members. But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And Paul is saying, and he's comparing one-to-one -one, uh, comparison right here. He's saying the body, the human body, your physical human body, is a representation of who Jesus is. Christ is like a body. You see, many of us have... And this understanding that the church is a building, that a church is a physical structure. But I have news for you this morning, that the church is not a physical structure. According to Paul, the church is a building. You see, a building does not make a home no more than a pack of spaghetti makes ugly oleo. You see, the church at its core has never been a building, has never been a building. It has always been a body. It has always been this living organism. It has always been this thing that can move, that can adjust, and that, it, that can maneuver. And in this time of this COVID pandemic, what we have really realized is that the church truly is a body. Had it not been for the church being a body, trust me, you and I would not be seeing each other online. 
Trust me, you and I would not have this live streaming, but we understand a basic core function that there is this connectivity. But because many of us don't have this understanding, many of us don't see it this way, that is why we are crying to go back to Pacific Place. That is why we are fatigued by live streaming. I can tell you that when we began live streaming back in March, I would see the enthusiasm. I saw people posting the sermons. I saw people quoting me. I saw all of this. I saw people tagging me on IG. But right now, the IG is starving. Right now, there is a famine on IG. I don't see the posts and the connections because we are tired. We are tired of an online virtual experience. But I want you to understand that if we understood better that the church is a body, then we will not be tired no matter if we are distant. I want you to understand that the church is a connected unit in Christ that stays together no matter the distance. Distance shouldn't affect us. You see, as a body of Christ, we need to be connected. Just like the, the head is connected to the neck and the neck connects to the shoulders and the shoulders connect to the upper thoracic region let me use my anatomy and physiology for a moment uh, just like we have the the waist is connected to the lower extremities and the lower extremities connect to uh, to to the feet uh, that is the connection that is to exist and that is what christ is trying to help you and me to understand and at a very fundamental level that is who jesus is because Jesus functions by a connection. He is not a person that does not desires a disunity. He's a person that functions by a unity. He is connected. There is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three in one. There is no jealousy. There is no supremacy. There is no meism. There is this connectivity. And therefore, the reason why the body is being described, the church is being described as a body, is to help you and me to understand that the church is to be connected. It doesn't matter whether I am in Jakarta. It doesn't matter whether I'm, I am in best day or i'm in tangerang or i am in bakasi or i am in bandung or i go to maidan or i go to manado as long as i am a part of the body i'm connected i am in tune and i'm in touch and because you can never live a dismembered a body that is connected that is disconnected to a head dies a heart that lacks the chest is simply a piece of meat. Lungs that have no cavity cannot function. And therefore, I want you to understand that when we're speaking about the body of Christ as a, 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 the church, I'm not talking about a physical body. I'm simply emphasizing to you that as a body of Christ, it doesn't matter, but we need to be connected because our connection comes from a much deeper situation that God has created. I'm going to tell you that in a moment. But I want you to understand that the body is a unit that the body functions together and i'm happy this morning that my heart does not have to beg the lungs mm -mm. my heart it doesn't have to beg the lungs for 
for oxygenated blood. And I'm glad that my head doesn't have to beg my heart for that reoxygenated blood to be pumped up there. Because of these body parts, these members that I own and that I have and that you own and that you have, they function together and they work together. And therefore this morning, Paul wants me and you to understand that this is our dynamic as a body of Christ. I don't need to beg Frankie to come and, and be here live stream. He's going to be there and you're going to see a service. I don't need to beg you to tune in because you're going to be there and listen to the sermon. I don't need to beg you to come for Fast Cafe because you understand I'm a part of the body. I need to be there. I don't need to beg you to give your money because you understand as part of the body I need to put in. Because you understand that I'm in this machine. I am in this system. And therefore, if I'm not a part of the ecosystem, if I'm not contributing my part, I am hurting the body. You see, Paul addresses the church of Corinth from a distance. He is in Ephesus writing a letter to a church that is in Corinth in Greece. And therefore began to understand that one of the things that the church has always been, it is in its fundamental uh, characteristics, it, 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 it is that it has always been a, a distance, uh, a distanced movement. It has always been a virtual situation. Paul, in his letters, he always wrote to these churches. He was never physically present. And so it helped me to understand that even though you may be far away, like Paul, he was far away from Corinth. He was separated by an ocean. Even though you may be far away, you can always be connected. Because distance is never the issue. It's the connection. And so as I was reflecting and meditating on this, I began to understand that at our core level, we have always been a distance movement. And this pandemic has helped me to see, and I hope it has helped you to see, that the church will never die in spite of the circumstances and the challenges. You and I do not need to worry about the survival of the church because the church is a body and a body will always find a way to be connected. And therefore, we can be absent but present at the same time. Hallelujah, somebody. We can be physically absent in a situation, but we can be, we can be virtually present. Jesus Christ talking to Peter. He declares this wonderful statement. He says, upon you, Peter, not upon you. He says, upon this rock. I will establish my church. But you know what Jesus did? He got off the cross, resurrected from the grave, and he said, I'm up out of here. And he went to heaven. But yet, though he may be absent from us, though we don't see Jesus presently, but he is here virtually because he, as the head of the body, is connected to us. And you and I need to get this in our heads that we do not have to be together to be together. 
We do not have to be connected and be plugged into the socket in order for us to be together. But we can truly, truly be present though we're absent. You can be saying your amens right here. You can be writing in the comment section as I'm preaching. You can join the programs that we have, our fax cafe. We can do a lot of things though we're not together. And I'm proposing and I'm suggesting that in this COVID season, we need to be present virtually, though we're absent physically. And that is the only way that we're going to survive. That is the only way that the body is going to continue on. Because you see, what gives us connectivity is the spirit. And here Paul makes it clear. He says, by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whether, the, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit, you see, the day that you decided to give your life to Jesus, you changed your DNA. You are no longer you. There is no longer that identity that you had before. It remains, yes. But allow, follow with me for a second. When you gave your life to Jesus, you took on a new DNA. You are no longer so and so, but you became a child of God. And you connected into a new body, into a new situation. Because the spirit of God worked into your situation. The spirit of God moved in your life and it changed your thinking. It changed your taste. It changed your desires. The people that were once weird to you, that were singing Christian songs and they were doing this religion thing. Those people that were weird to you before, they have become your friends now you can't live without saying happy sabbath you can't live without connecting and telling somebody brother or sister because that is what has happened to you and therefore listen to me because of that change your dna your core your core has been transformed and the text says we were made to drink of one spiritual drink and this is not talking about alcohol y'all <laughs> it's not talking about beer none of that no we were made to drink that drink that spiritual drink that gives us con uh, uh, gives god control of our lives because you know what happens when you drink alcohol right it controls you but here the text is saying when we were made to drink the spiritual drink when we we're made to connect it is that it made us under the control of the spirit and unless you have been controlled by the spirit, there is no way, everyone hear me, there is no way that you can connect to the body. And too many of us, we, we, we say, let's just do a better program. Too many of us, we say, let's just craft a better strategy. Too many of us say, we need to gather people together under common interest so that they can connect. I have news for you. That is good. That is great. But unless the spirit gives us our, our ner central nervous system, unless the spirit is our blood, unless the spirit is our oxygen we will never be connected and so i'm suggesting and i'm praying to you that in order for us to maintain our dna as a body we need to start asking god 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 give me your spirit 
God help me to be transformed. God put it in my system that when JCC has a program, I'm there. God put it in my system that on Wednesday I go to Fast Cafe. God put it in my system that I'll pick up the phone and call somebody from JCC. God help me to have a change. I have felt like I'm disconnected, but teach me how I can be connected. And brother and sister, I declare, unless the spirit does that in you and it does that in me, we will never be a body. And too many of us, we are not a part of the body. Too many of us, we don't attend, we don't come. And it tells me that there is something wrong with us. We have been dismembered. But let me tell you something. A member, a, a body part can never live apart from the body. And some of you like, 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 like to go to other places, you know what I'm saying? Go join other programs. That's good. But, but, but what about your body? Why not put effort into your body? Right? Take care of your body where you at so that when you leave your body and you go somewhere else, you're like, man, this is nice. But my body where I belong, that is really nice. Uh, there are some people who will take their friends out to eat. There are some people who will take their, their girlfriends out to eat, but they will never take their brother out to eat. They'll never take their sister out to eat. They'll never take their families out to eat. They never do nice things for their own families they're great out there they look good out there but within their own body within their own situation mm, it ain't looking good and too many of us we are like that not in taking care of our body but we're busy looking good out there we participate we give in we put in the effort but where we are oh no uh, this is not nice this is not good but brother and sister let me tell you that you are part of the body and as long as you neglect the body guess what you're neglecting jesus christ and so as i was meditating and i was thinking about this we have been made to drink that one spiritual drink and that's what we need right now i need the spirit and i hope you see that you need the spirit too because the truth of the matter is this you are a limb that gives the body of Christ its connection. You are needed. Without you, it cannot function. And let me tell you the honest truth right here. I declare it right now. I am simply a limb. You see, because if I did not have the limb called uh, the, the social media team, I would not be able to preach. You see, if I did not have the limb called the pastoral team, Pastor Johannes and Elder Irwan, that they pray for me. They, they download in me that inspiration and they help me to stand up here. I, I would just be a limb, not able to do something. And so you need to understand it doesn't matter whether you're a preacher or a teacher, greeter or a hospitable person. It doesn't matter your position. But as long as you, 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 you are not giving into the body, guess what? The body is not surviving. The body is not moving as it should be moving. You are a limb in the body of Christ. And this is what Paul is asking. He's asking this particular question. He's saying, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Basically saying like this. Uh, if, the hand, if the eye says, you know what, I don't function like the, the hand, so I'm no longer part of the body. Do you think that the, the, the eye is going to go out of the body unless by surgery, of course? 
Paul is saying, no, it cannot be like that. And the point that Paul is saying, you can never divorce yourself from the body. You can never end the contract. You can never resign because you're part, <laughs> you're part of the body. And so these feelings of, oh, I, I don't fit in or I don't participate or nobody ever sees me. That's not a problem. You're part of the body. And therefore, because you understand you're part of the body, you figure out, what is my part in this body? Man, I'm going to get to that a little bit later. But I need you to understand. And Paul says, and if the eye ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body? No. He says it is still a part of the body. And that's what we need to understand. Because of the hand can never, can never do what the foot can do. Because the foot is built for speed. The foot is built to move around and to maneuver. The, the, the foot can never do what the hand can do. You see, the hand is built to maneuver and manipulate things. The hand is built to write and to give hugs. The foot can never do that. And what I want you to understand that what I can do, you can't do. And what you can do, I can never do. And what we need to create is this great reciprocity. We need to create this great association and alliance because the truth of the matter is we need each other. We cannot do without each other. And therefore understand and I declare to you like Paul, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If, if we only had one thing, one body part, what would happen to the body? There would be no body. And he is asking the question, where would be the smelling? And I want to ask you a question. When you are not participating, what is happening to the body? What is happening to the body? What is going on with the body? I want you to understand that the body is not thriving. You see, distance, it doesn't change your place in the body. You have a place in the body of Christ. God has, has put you in a specific place and a position. And that place can only be occupied by you. Nobody else. And Paul says it really well when he says, But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. I want to focus for, for a second on the word set. You see, the word set means to, to be arranged. It means to be placed or carefully arranged. And Paul is saying, hey, God is the one who did this arrangement. Okay, wh why don't I preach? Why am I only singing in the church? <laughs> because God placed you as a singer. Mm -mm. Um. Why am I only greeting and I'm only good at smiling at people? Because God puts you as a smiler and a greeter. I'm always behind the computer. I never, I'm never up front. God puts you behind the computer. You, you have a speed when it comes to man, uh, manipulating windows. And, and you have a speed with dealing with Wi-Fi. And you have a speed in, in handling uh, software. Uh, why it seems that I'm always out and... And telling, giving Bible studies, and, and really I never get to actually sit up there and, and one time actually deliver a sermon. Because God has made you an evangelist and he has placed you in your position. I'm always taking care of the kids. Uh, that's because God made you good with the kids. I'm only a deacon because God allowed you and placed you as a deacon. I only take care of the potluck and 
Oh my goodness, week after week. That's because God put you in the potluck room. Because God, the text says, and I go back, it says it is according to God's pleasure. Hmm. Now, if something makes God happy, I should be happy with it. And so your placement in the body is because that is what God has envisioned and it determined for you. And what you need to do is to be happy with where you are and faithfully occupy that place and do your part. You see, when you occupy the place that God has put you in, guess what? You are pleasing God. And many of us, we want better positions. Many of us, we want to rise up. But what we need to understand is that the place where we find ourselves is typically the place that God wants us to be. We are gifted for that place. We are crafted for that place. We are built for that place. And only you can actually handle that place. And so what is important is this. When God has put you in a place, God has put you in a position, what you need to do is satisfy the conditions in which you are placed in that place for it's not for you to worry about the promotion it is not for you to worry about increasing it's not for you to worry about getting better and improving to another level it is about you faithfully doing that which God has called you to do so if God has put you at the door where you're greeting people at church, guess what? Every, every time we worship, you come on time, you come early, position yourself at the door and greet the heck out of people, smile at them, hug them, whatever you must do. Well, not, not right now, pandemic, right? But you must do what you got to do. And therefore, when we occupy our places, guess what? Because we understand that we are part of the body, we are only serving the body. And helping the body. Because if, for example, my mouth decides to close. You get it? If my mouth does not function, my brain, whatever I think about, cannot come out of my mouth. And therefore, when my mouth is not functioning, I am doing a disservice to the body. Because my mouth is not occupying the place in which it was built for. Suppose you are a metal worker at a company. They just call it Jakarta Metal Company. You have just come into the company. You are new. And um, you've been doing the job for a week. And your only duty for a week has been to cut metal pieces. And um, you're like, man. My old company, Bekasi Metal Company, I was not only a metal cutter, I was a manager of metal cutters. In fact, I used to handle shipment, and I used to do purchasing. In fact, I used to sit on the board of Bekasi Metal Company. But here in Jakarta Metal Company, I think they're taking me for granted, man. They haven't put me at the right position and the right place. So you, 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 you become assertive. And you go to your boss and you say, uh, 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 can we sit down for a moment? Um, you know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity you've given me to be here. Um, it's great. Uh, I think the company has a great future. Now, I think I can be a part of that future. I can bring us to the next level. You see, 
you know, I'm not only good at metal cutting. I'm actually good at managing metal cutters. I can do shipping. Uh, if you need somebody to sit on the board to bring you perspective from the workers, I'm, I'm that sort of a person. So the boss tells you, uh, well, my friend, I really appreciate the initiative and I can really see that you desire great for this company. But what makes me happy is for you to keep cutting metal pieces. Don't worry about anything else, but I want you to keep cutting metal pieces. You see, God is act asking us to continue to cut metal pieces, whatever those metal pieces may be. And too many of us, we want to manage things. We, we want to move here. We, we are not satisfied with the place in which we are placed in. And therefore, that is why we get bored and we get tired. We get frustrated in the body because we are not somewhere else. But there is a, a situation where God simply says, occupy until I come and tell you and that you need to go somewhere else. And this is not to say that you can never do anything else in the church or you can never improve. But what I'm calling you to is to faithfulness to occupy the place God has called you to. And unless you do that, you are simply hurting the body. And right now in this season of pandemic, in this season of struggle, in this season of difficulties, we need people to occupy their place. You are not furloughed. You have not been fired you can you have not been told to take a break right now it is time for you to occupy the place i do not know what you are doing in the body of christ but what you need to do now is to figure out how can i take what i was doing physically and make it something that i should do virtually what can i do now to be present though i am absent what can i do now to impact the church though i'm not in church Occupy the place because occupying your place in the body of Christ is about service. That's what it is about. It is about giving. And that is what the body parts do. They give. They never cry. Oh, I'm not being satisfied. No, they, they give and they give and they give. Your stomach simply gives acid to digest your food. Your intestines simply give uh, absorption uh, enzymes to take in your food. And your, your brain is giving you thought after thought. Your heart is pumping your blood after your blood. Your, your lungs are simply giving you oxygen after oxygen. Your hands are simply helping you to maneuver and manipulate things your feet are helping you to move and to stay upright it is about serving it's about giving and the more we do that the church becomes a beautiful place but too many times we don't want to serve we want to be served we want we don't want to give we want to be given we don't want to do but we want it be done to us and the body cannot function that way the body cannot live it cannot move that way unless you and me will say, I will serve, I will serve, I will serve. And Jesus said, think not the son of man came to be served, but he came to serve, to give his life a ransom for many. Have you given your life to the body? Have you committed yourself in such a way that, man, I'm going to make sure that the body lives, the body moves, the body survives? Because... If they were all one member, Paul is asking, where would the body be? If, if there was nobody serving, if everybody just did the same thing, what would happen to the body? The body will be nowhere. And I'm asking you right here, right now, where is the body? 
What is happening to the body? Do you know? What is happening to your church? Do you know? Are you involved enough to understand the dynamics and the situation going on? Have you even asked and said, you know, what is happening? Let me call up the pastor and check him out and figure out, pastor, what can I do right now? Where would the body be if there was only one member? It'll be nowhere. And as long as there's only one or a couple doing something, the body is getting nowhere. We're not moving nowhere. And so I'm encouraging you and I today that we need to do our part. We need to participate because distance does not cut us away or give us an excuse for us not to participate. You see, distance doesn't change your participation in the body. It doesn't change it. You see, uh, there, there, there is a, a fable I came across uh, when I was preparing for the sermon. And the fable was about body parts getting angry at the stomach. So the stomach was simply getting food. And the eye and the other body parts said, ah, this, this stomach, man, all it does is eat. It doesn't do anything else. Like me, the feet, I walk around everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I move everywhere, you know, I carry the, the body weight, I'm the one running away from danger, you know, my, my feet, my, I get tired because I'm always being, being st stood upon, and I said, yeah, man, feet, you're right, you know, I'm always looking out for danger and seeing what's happening, you know what I mean, and, and I make sure that I, I, I'm, I'm giving the, the brain information you know, yeah, the E also said, yeah, man, you know, hearing is really hard. You know what I mean? I have to hear the good stuff, the bad stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I got to listen to the teacher. Like, man, I'm always doing a lot of stuff. And the hand said, yeah, man, me too, man, me too. I'm always writing, you know, and I always have to click and, and do this. Man, the stomach does nothing. So the body parts decided to starve the stomach. After starving the stomach... The feet could not, could not move as well. You know, every foot, every footstep felt like they were carrying a ton. The, the eye started to twitch and not to open so, so well. And the eye is like talking to the foot. Hey, foot, man, what's happening with you, man? You seem a little slow today. And, and the eye is like, yeah, bro, me, me too, man. I, I, can't, I, I can't see well. And then the hand said, you know what? For some reason, man, a pen feels like 500 pounds. And they all realized one thing. That the stomach was giving them the energy that they needed. It was providing them the nutrition that they needed. Your participation provides the adequate nutrition that the other parts need. Without the other parts, getting your participation, they are going to be malnourished. They are going to be starved. Without you giving your 10%, the body is going to be starved. Without you greeting people at the door, the body is going to be starved. 
Without the live stream team, uh, the body is going to be starved. You get what I'm saying? Without the preacher standing up, the body is going to be starved. Without the pastoral team standing up, the body is going to be starved. Without Facts of Life Ministry and Jakarta Central Church, there is no platform to do ministry. So you realize that all of us are needed to participate in order for the body to have nutrition. And as long as there's no participation, and as long as we're not getting involved, guess what? We are malnourishing the body. Have mercy. And too many of us, we are starving in the body. The body is crying for your prayer. The body is crying for you to give a Bible study. The body is crying and starving because it simply needs you to come and give your comment. Your body is crying out for you to figure out ways and means in which we can be more involved and in tune. The pastor can't do it all. The ministry can't do it all. The church can't do it all. The church is a body and it needs everybody to get involved because sometimes let me tell you this there's only a couple of the body parts working and because only the body parts a few are working they, they, they get tired and they get worn out and that is why people say that one of the most abused body parts in the body is the stomach because people are always eating 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 and sometimes in the body some parts are simply being overused and overrun where the other parts they're flourishing and they're getting spiritually fat starving the body it not surviving, not being able to make it. Uh, Pastor, I don't, I, I don't get involved. I don't feel involved. I don't feel encouraged. Uh, I love this picture because it, it, it clarifies to me what we need to rethink about. Just like this man who realizes that he's not fit, he takes a machine and he starts to work on his body and chisel himself out because he understands I am the fixer of my problems. I am the fixer of the things that I confront. I'm the fixer of my issues. And therefore, if you're not feeling involved, guess what? You are a part of the body. Figure out what you can do as a member of the body. If you feel underused and underappreciated, figure out what you can do as a part of the body. Because the last time that I checked and we learned this morning is that you are a valuable member. You are a limb, a part of the body. So there's no excuse, man. There's no excuse to say, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. There's no, mm, figure out what you can do right there and there. You know, this text has really challenged my thinking today. I mean, it, it was slapping me all over. What I'm telling you is what I'm telling myself. Because this text is telling me, wait, wait a minute, Pastor Henry. You are a part of the body. What are you doing to contribute to the wealth and the health of the body? Rather than complaining or, 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 or moping and whining, what is it that you are doing to chisel out that unhealthiness in the body? Because after all, it is you who is to take care of that situation. And so I love what Paul says right here. He says, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. There is no way we can tell each other, no, I don't need you anymore. No, the point is this, all of us are a valued member. And I want to talk to, 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 to some of you who may feel like you are not, you are not a valued member. I'm here to tell you that you are a valued member. God sees you as a needed member. I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I have to tell you, man, the things that I do could not be done without the people around me.
Because they're the people who give me energy. Uh, sometimes after preaching a sermon, I, I feel that maybe the sermon was not great. Or sometimes I feel like this thing didn't touch somebody. But I get a message from somebody. Pastor, you touched my heart. Pastor, that is what I needed. Man, that gives me the nourishment that I need. And it strengthens me. Okay, let me fight another day. You know what I mean? Let me write another sermon. Because that's, that is what we do for each other. Because we need each other. We cannot survive without each other. And some of you are like an eye. You can see things. You can see things. Uh, you can see opportunities that the church can get. Please do not starve us. Uh, some of you are like a brain. You're very heady. You, you know how to plan and, and, and see things. And Please do not starve us. Uh, some of you are, are, are like the foot. You know how to move quickly and you know how to maneuver and do. Please do not starve us. We need you right here. We can't do it without you. The body needs you. And I want you to understand that Jesus needs you. You are a necessary part. You are an important part. You see, I, I just want to point this out before I'm, 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 I'm getting to somewhere where I really want to uh, land this plane Paul says something, God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. And I want to talk to those members who don't feel that their gift or their, their part in the body is, is, is anything special. I mean, I don't preach, you know, I don't sing, I'm, I don't do anything like that. I, I want to tell you that this text is for you. It is speaking to your situation. Because what Paul does is this. He says, there are parts in the body, Mark, that do not need a special care and protection. For example, the head or the hands. But there are parts in the body, the reproductive parts and the excretive parts that need a special care and concern. And that is why we have things like underwear and we make sure that we are closed because we take care of those parts. And those parts are essential. <clears throat> Those parts are important. Why? Because without the reproductive parts and without the excretive parts, there can be no production. There can be no reproduction. You understand what I'm saying? And so, the parts that seem not to be so important, they are the parts which allow the body to reproduce itself. It is the the person who has hospitality, who knows how to speak to somebody and smile at them, that will ensure that that person comes back to church and they find a place and they feel happy. The preacher can hooter, can holler, and he can, he can preach. But unless there is somebody to say, brother, it was good to see you here today, the body may not be able to reproduce itself. So let me put it to you in a way that you can understand. When you embrace who you are and your role in the body guess what it is going to help the body to reproduce itself it is going to help the body to grow and to expand and so i'm here to tell you we need you god wants you god needs you the body cannot do without you and i want to let you know that as a pastor i can't do without you I need you. I want you. God wants you on this team. And so Paul says, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. 
And here what Paul is saying is that because we're members, we are part of the body, and we need each other. When there is pain to a body part, you know how it is when you have a toothache? It affects everything. That is how it's supposed to be. Some of us here are hurting. We're going through struggle, struggle and difficulty. But how do we know what other body parts are going through when we never take the time to actually check in and check up? Hello knows I can do better in that area. Lord, help me. But may God help us all. We are distanced right now. And what we really, do need, we really need is a common care for each other. And to check up and to look up. Hey, how is brother so-and-so doing? I haven't heard from him in two months. Uh, how is so-and-so check? What, what's going on with that person? And you get to hear their story. And you're either going to suffer with them or you're going to rejoice with them. Oh, man, I just heard you got a brand new baby. Oh, praise the Lord. Let, let's praise the Lord. Uh, you, you know what I mean? So we are connected and in tune with each other because we are the body. And we cannot do without each other. And I love how Paul ends it. And that's how I want to end it. Now you are the body of Christ. You. I'm putting up my finger to point at you. You are the body of Christ. But you're also a member in the body. You have a place. See, this text is telling us the dynamics of a distance church. We've got to be connected, man. That doesn't change with time. doesn't change with space. That's who we are. We are a body. What is it that you need to do to be connected? What is it that you got to do to get invested? What is it that you got to do to be a part of this body? And to be a blessing to this body. So that this body really manifests and it shows the love of Jesus. I don't know what God is telling your heart. But for my heart, God is telling me, be connected. Carry and occupy your place. Make sure you participate. Make sure that you know your DNA as a part of the body of Christ. God is telling me that right now. I don't know what God is telling you. But I want to be a part of the body. I want to be connected. Every head is bowed. Every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. For this awesome privilege to be, to be right here, right now, to talk to your people, to tell them about the love of Jesus. And I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that you'd help us to be a body, to be connected, to be in tune, to be in touch, because that's who we are. We are a body, the body of Christ. You've created us for that identity, and that's who we are. That's our identity, our DNA. Whatever we got to do to make that happen, Lord, we need your help. We need the spirit. We need him to come into our midst. We need him to change and transform us. Father, please do that here right now. We want to go beyond live stream. Uh, we want to connect, though we are not connected. We want to be present, though we are absent. We want to do that kind of stuff, Lord. Please help us to do that. We humbly ask and we pray all of this in the wonderful and awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, God bless you. See you next week.